0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network,
1: proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Who you do business with is more important than where they're located. Bank from the comfort of your own home with Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory podcast with Ken Swanson, Craig Stout, and Matt Lane. Coming to you on the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City. You can find all of our channels covering all the local teams wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Just search KCSN. And now... The latest episode of the KC Laboratory.
2: It's a live Super Bowl edition of the KC Laboratory presented by Prize Bank. Feels good to be talking about a Super Bowl again, Matthew.
3: Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> We're the fans of the Kansas City Chiefs. We should expect nothing different anymore. Finn, end no. the podcast. Done.
4: Yeah, no kidding. Like, um, it's really nice nice to just you know consistently cover a super bowl team fellas i miss you already i know <laughs> that we just got done spending six days hanging out in each other's presence like full time but <laughs> i do i do miss you fellas already
2: i genuinely do too uh craig brought board games for us He did <laughs> and we really only had like genuinely we only had time to play like one night like or it was like one afternoon. It was like the first afternoon we got there. We were yeah. just we were running around like crazy doing all kinds of content. We were all tired and we had a great time though. We had we had an absolute blast at the East West Shrine uh bowl and we got to talk to a lot of great prospects. Um we got to do a lot of cool videos, got to watch a lot of football. Oh, and I guess we got to watch the Kansas City Chiefs advance to the super bowl for the third time in four years what's up everybody hit the like button hit the subscribe button appreciate if you're watching um i think you know it's i don't know about you guys it feels like this, the super bowl realities kind of started to settle in i've moved past the Bengals game a little bit emotionally i got Have a you- lot out i got a lot out emotionally i'm good <laughs> i yeah i i'm good I feel good, and like my page is turned a little bit. Um, moving on, like to the Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Do you, Is it? Is it that time for you, Matthew? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we still have over
3: a full week, right? We have like a week and a half until the mm-hmm. Super Bowl comes up, so there's not a rush to get into like breaking it down. The Chiefs versus the Eagles, but in terms of where we're at right now, it's definitely like okay. The Chiefs got through the AFC Championship game. They slogged it out with a team that has had their number lately. They got past it. Now we are past it as fans. And now it's kind of time to start looking forward towards the Eagles game and start preparing for the Super Bowl. But I think it gets kind of tricky because these are NFL teams. You're giving them two weeks to prepare. What really can we sit here and look at on the outside that's not going to be entirely different by the time they take the field, right? Like field? They have an extra week here. These teams are going to be entirely different in terms of what they do, how they try to attack the opponent, and so on and so forth by the time the game actually rolls around.
4: Yeah, and especially if the Chiefs have another major injury again and we have to see them go completely basic with offense or defense or whatever. It it truly is incredible. I don't think enough is being made over the fact, yeah, we talk about the attrition and everything like that, but not enough is being made over the fact that the Chiefs are beating teams with a B game script right now because that's all they can run with both sides of the ball because of injuries because of dudes that are just not able to you know they they're so deep in the depth chart like it, it is pretty incredible to watch that so this might be the first and only time this season that we see Andy Reed and Steve Spagnuolo fully in their bag and oh yeah it just happens to be the Super Bowl
2: and they held back they they couldn't run anything. So some stuff might be left over that they haven't put on tape quite yet. Like that's three out of it. Cause there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of attrition that this team dealt with in the, in the Bengals game. It's tech. It's frankly, it's amazing. Like the more I think about what Patrick Mahomes hobbled with literally three receivers left on the, on the, on the active roster. Um, it's, it's remarkable. Um, we're going to, I think it's kind of worth starting with the injuries. Like, I think that's a place to go because, you know, we're starting to get some updates and some stuff. On what to expect with this group. And and yeah, this, this team didn't have any, like, literally didn't have any receivers to play with left. Like, it was over. And it would, Marcus Kemp's playing. It sounds like McCole Hart. Doesn't seem optimistic for McCole Hardman to be playing in this next game. He's trying to tough it out, but I don't think the Chiefs will expect uh, McColl Hardman back, Matthew.
3: It didn't. I didn't get the vibe that Andy Reid is anticipating McCole Hardman to be able to practice and get ready for this game. He talked a lot about how hard he worked, how tough he was for going out and playing against the Bengals. Sounds like it's something that he really pushed for. And it, I mean, we saw it when he was on the field he didn't look the same as what he normally does. When he was getting some of these ends around and running with the ball in his hand, he really wasn't trying to explode or run a hundred miles an hour into contact. He was trying to pick and choose where he was going and then kind of go down with ease. The first time he took a big shot, which was a big bad you know, hit that he took the way he got twisted up. It immediately led to him having to exit the game. So I would be excruciatingly surprised if McCole Hardman was able to get it ready for this game again. And even if he does, let's say he does get going, I wouldn't expect much more out of him than what you saw against the Bengals, which I don't think would would have been particularly useful if it wasn't for the fact that Kadarius Tony had already left the game.
4: Yeah, that's I think that's the real key there. Uh, Kadarius Tony gets four snaps, uh, touches the ball on three of them, you know, uh, or. It it was something that was a clear focus for them. It was, I think that they were. I think he was getting the ball. Yeah, I think I he, was, think getting he, was, ball, he was getting the ball. You know, getting the ball. Yeah, McColl was thrust into a bigger role. I I'm almost certain of it. I think they were trying to ease him in a little bit, keep him on a little bit of a snap count, get the ball in his hands a little bit, and see how he feels. But obviously, had to go out there and tough it out. That's a tough hit that he took for a guy with an abdominal injury. Like he got folded up pretty pretty hard on that catch really tough hit doesn't sound like he's going to be available but honestly that might might be the only guy that the Chiefs are without in the Super Bowl and that is pretty impressive if that's the case
2: yeah I think you know
4: it's it's eight, nine days till
2: the Super Bowl. But we're looking here and there's some there's some positive trending outside of McCool Hardman. And that's really what I kind of want to look at. Like, I, I think this team has figured out how to operate without a McCool Hardman. Kadarius Tony and, and Juju Smith-Schuster are the ones on the offensive side of the ball I'm really paying a lot of attention to. And it sounds like, you know, it sounds like Juju Smith-Schuster probably won't get a ton of work in this week. They're going to kind of let the knee settle down from what it sounds like. Uh, And then Kadarius Tony seems to be trending in the right direction as well, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be getting a ton of work too. I just getting, let's let's just say one of those guys comes back, Matthew, how excited are you for just, just getting one of those guys back?
3: I think it depends on how healthy they are, how much or what they can do on game day too, right? It's one thing to be able to go out there, but as soon as you actually start facing the live bullets, what are you going to get from either one of them? So, On one hand, I really think that Kadarius Toney, getting him back would mean a lot for this team. We've seen what this offense looks like when they don't have that gadget player, that dynamic athlete playing wide receiver. So I would like to say that he is the guy that would do the most coming back for the Chiefs and getting him back would mean a lot. They could probably get by if that was the case without a Juju Smith-Schuster and they can overcome some of that with Sky Moore, with Justin Watson or Marcus Kemp, with going heavy personnel I don't know how you can manufacture the dynamic ability that not have that Hardman and or Tony would be bringing. So I think if you're getting him back, that's big. The only issue is how do you trust him to stay healthy throughout an entire game at this point?
4: Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> like Maddie said, during the post game, it seems like that man's feet move faster than the rest of him. Like mm-hmm. they, they just kind of, put a lot of strain on his body and that's kind of been his knock throughout his career, but my goodness, he is so dynamic and so electric with the ball in his hands that he more than makes up for, you know, what they might be missing with a guy like McCall Hardman, you know, they're going to need that dynamic horizontal stretch ability. We've talked about it throughout the year, especially when they get into the red zone, it is absolutely necessary that they are able to stretch the field horizontally in those scenarios, and they do that a lot with guys like McCole Hardman and guys like Kadarius Tony. So he's going to be required for this game. Yes, Juju is a major piece of this, and it sounds like he's going to play. And Juju, if he's a full go in the Super Bowl, I expect some of the fire game plan that he that they were playing him to have for him to come back a little bit and him to play a big role in this offense. It just feels like Kadarius Toney, especially here in the playoffs, is just that little bit more that brings that he can bring to the table, that little bit of extra that he can push forward there within this offense that they just don't have another guy that they can slot into that role or even fill it halfway decently at this point, especially if McCall Hardman is out. So it's kind of interesting. Um, I look at the stats. I mean, I'm just
2: looking at like the stats from the the the, the Jaguars game, and Kadarius Tony got seven targets. He was the seven. only he was the only yeah. other pass catcher outside of Travis Kelsey to get more than two targets in the game, and he got pretty involved, pretty heavily. One carry for 14 yards. I'm stunned at how much he's being used. I like I and we all kind of thought you know like there's a role for him he makes sense, um he's a great long-term answer.
4: <laughs> Let's rewind a second to Andy Reid just downplaying his contribution this year completely. I know, like, you know this yeah talent. You know this is a guy that makes a lot of sense for us going forward and all that. Andy secretly just has all the Kadarius plays tucked right here in his front pocket, just waiting like it literally in his do. pocket while he's talking about it.
2: Like yeah, <laughs> that's just like it's that it's the special teams value. It's like they used him. It wasn't like it, it, there. He's in the he's in the plans. He's in this year's plans. Like and mm-hmm. that's just so crazy to see how active and how involved he's been. And he's like I get it because like he's a dynamic playmaker. He's a guy that brings mm-hmm. a unique skill set. He's you know something that this team didn't have. There is a different kind of juice. He's not linear. He's explosive. He can change directions. Like you said, he might be too explosive. Like, he might be too explosive for his own good and for his own body. And I don't know. Like, he just brings a different element to this game. I'll ask you this, Craig. You can only get one of Kadarius or Juju Smith-Schuster back.
4: No. Who will you take it? Healthy. <laughs> I don't, 100% healthy. I don't want to take Do I guarantee that they finish the game healthy? Yes. <sighs> I'm. This hurts me because he's... The, Juju has meant so much to of the offense throughout the year, so so very much, and he would mean so much to of the offense in the Super Bowl. But it seems like they've got a package set of plays for Kadarius, and if you could guarantee me that they're going to get through those hell fifteen plays or whatever it is that they've got on the field for Kadarius, I feel like he's going to do so much with those 15 plays that he's going to make up for the 30 plays that they're going to be missing out on Juju, who's just going to go – he's going to do his business and he's going to do it really well and he's going to be open for Patrick Mahomes. But it just it, – it, the offense will be so much more explosive with with Kadarius out there. And I think they kind of might need that a little bit. It's kind of been interesting
2: to watch. His volume has continually dropped – uh and it's like he's he's had here's his last five games. Juju Smith. Bet, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Three catches, two catches, two catches, two catches, one catch. It's just it's just a it's a bizarre, like he, he just hasn't got as involved uh in the offense basically since Christmas. And it's just interesting. I I am not diminishing his value. I am very much hoping he's able to play. Uh, I think he brings a lot of attention. I think he's a guy that, if options were weren't presented, like I think he's a guy that could eat in volume. But it's just it's just interesting to see his involvement in like the last five weeks or so. Kadarius Tony, he's kind of started to pick up uh, when he's been healthy too, you know. So I don't know. This offense very much needs that guy that can kind of like the, the gadgety stuff. Like I think we've kind of I think we've kind of established that. Kadarius has proven himself to be a little bit more than that, a little bit more dynamic than that. Um, and somebody that if he can stay, if he can if this guy can just stay healthy, like goodness. Big like if. that's the big I, that's the big if. That's the big if for him right now.
1: You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. entertain, educate, inform, KC Sports Network.
2: Uh, okay, so we're looking at the, you know, kind of looking at some of the injuries. We're kind of going on the offensive side of the football. football. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're watching. Really appreciate everybody hanging out, everybody watching right now. Um, Legereus Sneed is the yeah. big one on the defensive side of the football. And, you know, we talked about maybe not being to empty the clip on offense. I mean, do we think Legereus Sneed kept... Legere's absence kept them from doing
4: some things that they wanted to do against the Bengals. Absolutely. Absolutely, they did. Um, It was very interesting to see the way the Chiefs deployed their secondary throughout the game. Um, Legere's need is such a big part of what they do and how they rotate him and where they move guys around and how comfortable they feel with all of that. Now, Andy teased he was going to follow around Jamar Chase. Who knows if that would have been the case, but – He's put that in the brains of the entire Philadelphia organization. I don't know.
2: (laughs) I kind of wonder if they're just, you know, playing playing some games there. We'll see. If
4: you wanted to tell me that all of a sudden they were going to line him up against AJ Brown all game, I'm fine with that. So I mean, like, I I can see that sort of scenario occurring. However, them missing out on Le'Jarius Need meant they didn't get to run a lot of the stuff that they clearly wanted to run and that they had teased against the Jaguars. So it's a lot of two-man. They did some rotations into some cover three looks. That's about as exotic as they got where they had Justin Reed rotating from a split safety look down to cover an out route that was about five yards deep. They rotated everything around into a cover three look. It was a good job. Actually, talking about that a little bit, Uh, Nick Bolton covered the backside dig really well on that play. It was George Karloftis' sack. Good job on that play for him. They did a good job of executing some more basic concepts, maybe better than we've seen them do it most of the year. And they definitely put on the performance when it was needed, but it wasn't just you know those guys lining up and just doing everything. We know that Steve Spagnuolo was going to introduce a whole bunch of different stuff, and he didn't get to do it. And so now, once again, you got a bunch of unscouted looks on tape. You got a bunch of stuff with guys lining up in different positions. I mean, Trent McDuffie switched the slot and was so slot specific this week. And I don't know if anybody else caught this that after Legere Sneed was out when they were in base defense, Trent McDuffie came off the field yeah. out of the slot. It was Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson staying on. The boundary, they didn't want to rotate anything around, didn't want to get too exotic with anything that they did, with any inside-outside versatility. LeGarrius Sneed has all of that, and Lejarius Sneed can do all of that. He just opens everything up a little bit more. So he is an extremely important part of this, especially from a run support and blitzing standpoint, which the Chiefs will be really tasked with doing both of those things against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. We'll get there. But Legere Sneed, yes, by far the most important, in my opinion, injury that the Chiefs suffered in that game.
2: From Matt Derrick uh, earlier today, uh, in a departure from expectations this afternoon, Chiefs cornerback Legere Sneed was on the field for some stretching and conditioning that would put him in the next stage of the concussion protocol. A very good sign for him. So that that is a positive when it comes to the Legere Sneed situation. Those are kind of the big ones um that we're looking at they're kind of on the injury report those were all that did not participate uh the last two uh practice slash if the chiefs were going to be practicing that's what their statuses would be hit the like button hit the subscribe button do have something kind of um, uh cool to announce and talk to you guys about um there's some options for you um for some really fun events if you are going down to uh the super bowl you can go uh to the Chiefs kingdom rally uh westgate takeover that's presented by lot j tailgaters it sounds like christian okoy will be there um there's some specialty tickets that you can purchase that'll have um a concert for tim mcgraw uh so make sure you check those out it's air that it's in glendale in arizona that's on december or uh, february 11th and then uh, on the on the day of the big game you can uh there's another party there's an all-inclusive lot j parking lot party um as well that is in glendale arizona um there might be some uh there might be some announcements there too go to kcsportsnetwork.com or uh twitter account we've got all kinds of information uh some flyers that you can check out while you're there but um yeah it sounds like you might get a chance to meet christian okoy that's kind of cool uh -hmm. so there's that the one other the limited participants probably worth talking about willie gay Mm -hmm. um feels kind of important to have willie gay against the eagles
4: yes (laughs) just a little bit that's the biggest understatement that you've said all podcasts buddy (laughs) (laughs) no that's uh, willie gay is super important darius harris did not play super poorly in this game i know he's been kind of a a little bit of a a a sore spot amongst Chiefs fans this season as he's been rotating in for Willie Gay Jr. in the third series of every single game over the back half of the year. But Willie obviously is super important for containing Jalen Hurts, containing Miles Sanders, containing some of that stretch run game where he's going to be a pursuit defender. He's going to be super important for that. And so him getting to go, him being a limited participant means that that shoulder is not so bad that he can't you know it, that he's not going to be able to go in a couple of weeks. I that was the one frankly I wasn't sure about of all of these. Yeah, some of the lower leg injuries and stuff I was a little bit worried about from the receivers, but that shoulder looked rough. I didn't know what it was going to be, didn't know if it was a collarbone, didn't know what What the outcome of that injury was going to be so the fact that he's already listed as a limited participant is massive for this team against a really dangerous rushing attack that can have guys going a lot of different ways willie gay jr can be a little bit of an eraser just by being a read and react player you know even in the moment not not having to be ahead of the play because they're certainly going to put in a lot on his plate even just reacting a little bit late to something, he's got the speed and athletic ability to close it out and help erase some of that stuff on the fly. So super, super important at the second level.
2: The athleticism is going to be a necessity because that, that, that run game can put you in a blender. Mm -hmm. They got a quarterback that can run. They got a lot of, a lot of stuff they can do on it. They're going to, you know, they're going to be good about putting these linebackers in conflict with the run pass option game. Um, it's a it's an absolute monster it's a behemoth to try to navigate and try to manage like having and 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 Willie's not always going to be right but he's going to be wrong fast when he is you yeah. know and it's like that that <laughs> layer that positive way in a positive yes. way yes. it's like you know he's he's going to be he's he's got that he's got that speed to chase down like i think he can make some impactful plays um i think he'll make some splash, splash plays if he plays i'm really glad I'm really glad he's playing. I just—it <laughs> it seems like he's definitely trending. So I, I think you know we're sitting here Thursday, February second, late. You know, late in the evening. Relatively positive outlook on the injuries. Mm-hmm. uh, you know, for for this football team. Last one I want to talk about. What version of Patrick Mahomes do we see? Do we see Whoa. this version against the Bengals, or do we see one that's closer to like? Is it going to be closer to the version of Mahomes we know? Or is it going to be closer to the Bengals that we, you know, the the Bengals game we just saw? And for the record, both will do.
4: (laughs) I know. I know. Like it, I, Patrick Mahomes is good enough to win the Super Bowl on one leg. And the Eagles are a very good opponent. I'm not, I'm not taking away from them. He's just that level of player. I think getting this full week to just essentially put the foot up, put it on ice. You know, obviously he's going to work with Bobby. He's not—he's not fully putting it on ice. They're keeping it healthy. They're keeping it, you know, loose. They're doing everything that they need to do. Being able to do that and then kind of ramp into it next week in Arizona the way that he was able to ramp into it this previous short week mm-hmm. wasn't super short, but the previous week before this game, I think is going to do him a world of good. He was still moving fine. In the pocket, everything was okay early on in that game. And it wasn't until that backpedal that that he was trying to spin back out, trying to get, do his normal Mahomes thing. And that backpedal obviously re-aggravated it. Wasn't as bad as it was against the Jaguars by any means, but it was still clearly bothering him. And it was still a problem getting a week of rest being able to hit it a little bit harder and ramp it up into the Super Bowl, we're gonna see a better version of him. Now, they got to protect him because mm-hmm. there's a ridiculously good pass rush that they're about to see, and a lot of pass rusher types that give the Chiefs real challenges. But if they can get the ball out quickly, if they can keep Mahomes, you know, his base protected in the pocket a little bit better than they have lately. Well, then there's no reason why we won't see. Scorched earth, you know, nothing is stopping him. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the last time that Patrick Mahomes played in a Super Bowl when he was hurt, well, the last time he played in a Super Bowl, he went superhuman. It, it, there was nothing stopping him. He's throwing the ball while laying out sideways and hitting his receivers in the helmet who weren't able to catch the ball. We know that he's going to lay everything out on the line. There is no more. Protecting him. There's no more games to have left over this. So even a one-legged Patrick Mahomes is going to look closer to a two-legged Patrick Mahomes than we've seen over the past two games.
2: Can the Chiefs just have a normal, relatively injury-free Super Bowl, please? Like I just like we last year, you, me, and Maddie are playing O-line. Or last time that they, like last time they were in the Super Bowl, it's like we did a bad job blocking for him. Uh <laughs> You know, it's like, so like this time, Patrick, and he had turf toe then, then this time it's high ankle sprain for him. It's oh, all of his past catchers are hurt. It's just like, come on. Can we just get, can we just, can we just let this man, try to carry his legacy like he doesn't have a defense to carry him like tom does like he's got to do the head what are literally. you talking? hey
4: hey hey you ease up on steve spagnolo he playoff steve spagnolo is freaking elite right. come on now uh elite defense my fault uh my
2: thanks i just i just want i just want to i want that man to be able to thrive um i think honestly i think i think we're gonna be stunned at how good he looks uh yep. in that game in two weeks <laughs> I'll be honest, I I rewatched the game several times as one does. Uh, this that was a really fun game that you know you want to just keep rewatching and rewatching. Um, he looks way like in outside of the moment looks way way better than I thought. Like Mahomes looked fantastic with sure. you know for for a guy with a high ankle, he was moving a little bit more than I thought he was on on that final run to jo- with Joseph Osai pushing him in the back. Like just, I was blown away. And even some of like the mobility was a lot better, even laterally than I thought. Obviously there was some, a couple moments where he stressed that, that ankle out. He stressed that foot out a little bit, but yeah, like I'm, I'm wildly impressed um, with every time I rewatch that game. And like, you hear like you hear things afterwards. It's like Brett V saying, Oh, well people aren't going to realize in how, how much pain he was in. Like,
4: yeah, I mean, to be fair, to be fair to Patrick and yes, he I'm certain he was in a lot of pain. I'm trying to take anything away there. There's a lot of dudes in a lot of pain. Isaiah Pacheco was playing through some serious pain there. Trey Smith was playing through some serious pain there. There were a lot of guys that were really, really banged up in this game that were toughing it out. And so, yeah, I, I fully believe that Patrick Mahomes was in a lot of pain We're never really going to know it, but when you're this late in the season and you've been through the ringer, uh, you know, time and time again, the Chiefs have played so many more games than everybody else over the past five years. So many more. Mm -hmm. There is so much extra wear and tear on the bodies of all of these players that have been around over the past five years. Yeah, it catches up slowly but surely. That's why these moments are so precious and we need to be so appreciative of them. But yeah, I'm with Brett. I'm, I'm certain that he was more hurt than we'll ever know. But yeah, he didn't really look it.
1: You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans.
3: After all, it's only pressure. You got this.
5: Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
2: Looking at a few more. Trey Smith, full participant today, if they were having practice, that's good because he's another guy that like, he was one of those guys during the games that didn't go out, but you saw and you're just like,
4: seriously? The, him too? Like, he, was like, he was like the seventh person to just be laying on the field. They were just like, no, like, make it stop. This is enough. It got rolled up. He got rolled up on, like, twice.
2: Like, he just was going through it. You said Isaiah Pacheco, full participant, last two practices. If they were, you know, like, these are more projections than they are practices um justin watson all the way back it looks like Jarek mckinnon Good. full participant yeah i mean
4: they they're gonna need justin watson <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> I, need him a lot i hey, think you, great job marcus camp yeah. justin watson back in the justin watson role please <laughs> salute salute marcus
2: Kemp. but you know justin watson sky Moore, mvs healthy you're hoping for kadarius and juju back because then you've kind of got your full complement of players like you yeah. kind of got You know, you've kind of got your group. You've kind of got your core. You know, you've got enough there that you can do a lot of damage, and you still got all your tight ends. Jody Mm -hmm. Fortson's back. That's a nice help. Like, that's a core of offensive skill players. Like, I think I would be stunned if everyone but McCole Hardman doesn't play. I will take just one of Juju and Kadarius, just because, like, if if I have to. But like, I genuinely think you're going to see both of those guys. See both. The weird thing, and then we talk. I I think we talked about this on air. I can't remember if it's been a it's been the <laughs> longest week ever. But, luxurious Sneed, The way Andy talked about it, it was almost like a little bit more up in the air. I mean, it sounds like he's on the way back, but like he was kind of making me nervous the way he was kind of talking about yeah. Legereus early in the week. It's like, man, he's played some great football for us and all that stuff. It's like, oof. Concussion,
4: I, concussions are just tough. I, yeah. I'm I'm fine with Andy hedging a little bit on that because one day you're good, another day you don't want to be around anybody. It's miserable. Like I, so I get why you know everybody was posting the video of Lejarius Sneed out on the field celebrating with the team after the AFC Championship game. And like, oh, he's fine. It's like eh, let's let's play this. out. I think getting to this stage in the concussion protocol was the one. Like I I think getting there this early almost, I don't want to say guarantees it, but almost makes you, I would say, 98% sure that he's going to play in this Super Bowl and that he's going to be okay not have some extra lasting effects than maybe the other ones that he would have.
2: Okay, real quick before we get out of here, just want to hear from you. I know you've probably had a chance to watch the Bengals game a couple more times. Anything that just kind of surprised you in in the rewatches, just anything that kind of stood out that maybe we didn't talk, talk enough about?
4: I mean I mean we talked we talked about pretty much everything that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, we did. it was yeah, we did. Um Steve Spagnolo really kicked ass once again. Um a lot of the stuff, again, I'm writing about this tomorrow, KCSN Daily. That's kcsn.substack.com. It's $30 a year, $5 a month. You get into the Discord. All the stuff that we normally say. But this article, this film breakdown is going to be there. A lot of the stuff that the Sean McVay tree tries to do and open up the middle of the field to make easier reads and easier throws for their quarterbacks. That's not saying that Joe Burrow doesn't you know, make good reads or anything, but make it a little bit easier to throw some of the stuff, Steve Spagnuolo clouded that up and made it very difficult to do, would show that opening for just a glimpse to try and bait Joe Burrow into throwing that ball. And Joe Burrow, to his credit, wouldn't. Like He he would see that lurking defender underneath. And then get sacked. And then get sacked. That's exactly what it was, especially early in the game. Those staples of the McVay-Taylor offense that are there they, they were taking him away, and that's why Joe Burrow was so uncomfortable. Now, obviously, they adjusted, and then Steve Spagnola had to counterpunch that a little bit later on in the game, but that's why it looks so good early on. It was really a good game plan, even though they didn't get into some of the exotic coverages and everything. They were able to take stuff away pretty well. So that's maybe something on the rewatch that I caught and was noticing a little bit more. I was just like, oh, hell yeah, they did such a great job of defending this that you know, I, I maybe didn't catch the first time. How about you? Anything on your rewatches that you didn't see? Real quick, I just to add to that, you know, how Willie
2: Gay kind of said nothing impresses them about mm-hmm. that offense. They had that, they had that offense's number, they had it figured early out early on. They definitely did. Yes, they had it figured out, and like that's where it's like really refreshing to see. Like, like, we talked a little bit like early in the week about. You know, like Nick Bolton not really being, you know, like a, a tradi- not dropping the coverage, he was dropping to a man and he was taking mm-hmm. stuff away with great intentionality. And that was really clouding some things up for them. Like you and said, And Nick Bolton, too.
4: Nick, uh,
2: yeah, uh, this is uh, this is
4: easily the best game that Nick Bolton has had as a hook zone defender. Yes, really, it really was. Yeah, I know there's some, I know there were some moments,
2: some low lights that kind of got sure. magnified, but yes, mm-hmm. in coverage, that dude was taking so much away. Yeah, and and it was just like they were they were they were on it in a very very big way. So like that was one thing. Uh, this game might have been a little fake close. I honestly like.
4: <laughs> I thought and, you I thought you said that 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 you were done with all of the.
2: <laughs> I that was my takeaway. It's like a very fluky Mahomes turnover, and who knows? Like that game might break open. Um, a a little bit on Andrew Wiley, whole call on Andrew Wiley. That was questionable, not
4: being able to bring in a pass. I mean,
2: I mean, there was the Chiefs left a lot on the table, and the thing is, like, I think they played a very, very, I think they played a great football game. Mm -hmm. Uh, genuinely, do. Um, I don't know if they've peaked yet, which is very encouraging to think about when you're looking at one game left, probably some meat on the bone because they had to literally, like, again, we talk. Not sure the play calls were coming in on time because they they were weren't trying to figure out (laughs) what to do. I don't know. Let's run the like repeating plays a lot. I mean, they were doing a lot of repeating of plays and stuff to just try to get to the finish line with that game. But yeah, Chiefs left a lot of points on the board. I don't think they played their best football, and that's something you want to see. The Eagles have blown out two opponents, one of them without a quarterback, (laughs) and the other one, the Niners.
4: I'm just I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm you just kidding. stopped that. I'm, okay, real quick. I'm just kidding. Here, I'm just but kidding. before we get out of here. Would you have rather played this Eagles run game or the 49ers run game with Kyle coming off of two weeks? Niners. You would have rather played the Niners, yes. McCaffrey. It's just I the, the quarterback element makes so much of it. That's difference. what it, it is. It really does.
2: Yeah. I know you're trying to isolate it to just the run game. I still, I, I'd rather play the Niners. I, the, the the legs of Jalen Hurts, like they're going to run Jalen Hurts into the ground in the Super Bowl to get to and the finish should. line, and mm-hmm. they should. And yeah, and I the Eagles are a problem. They've they've got they've got some very unique stuff that they're going to present this this team. The good news is the Chiefs have two weeks to prepare. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we have another whole week to break this thing down. We will be very, very focused on that Super Bowl game, I guess, next week with the KC Laboratory. Thank you, everybody that's watching. Thank you, everybody that's listening. We appreciate you all. We'll catch you later.
1: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou, by searching KCSM wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
5: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.